0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the UI Breakfast Podcast. I'm your host, Jane Portman, and today our guest is Casper Staniel, the growth marketer and maker of Scrapbook, which is a collection of marketing ideas and the topic for our conversation today. This episode is brought to you by Webflow. It gives designers the power of code in a visual interface, allowing you to directly build whatever you have in mind without engineers. Webflow's whole thesis is that designers are used to learning complex visual software, but none of these tools actually output production code. Webflow takes that next step by bringing the power of HTML, CSS, and JavaScript into a visual interface. Webflow, the power of code without writing it. Create a new account at wfl.io clever and use promo code UXUIBreakfast to get 10% off any annual plan. Hi, Casper.
1: Hi, Jane. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Before we get started, could you tell us a bit more about what you do and how you came up with the idea for Scrapbook?
1: Yeah, sure. So Scrapbook is a growth tactics database that I've been collecting for about like two or three years now in my daily role as a growth marketer. And these are um, tactics that either I've tried myself, my marketing role, or I saw other companies use on the internet or just came up with myself. and. Uh, whenever I saw a new tactic or came up with it uh, myself, I put it into an Airtable file, described it, added a screenshot, tagged it, and right now it is 260-something tactics. So it's a great resource that I've been using in my daily role for a long time now, and people are loving it so far. So yeah, it's scrapbook.
0: Has the project been commercially successful? Because it's it's clearly one of those no-code idea projects that can get wildly popular because of the content. So how would you estimate your success there? How long has it been out?
1: Yeah, so I launched it in early April this year. And like you said, I've built it with no-code um, tools only. So I use CART as the landing page builder. Amrote for accepting payments and Airtable, which is the main tool which hosts the whole database. And yeah, the, the cool thing is that it's very lean stack, which costs under 20 bucks a month and so really quick to build because I didn't even have to write a single line of code
0: did you get inspiration from other content projects in terms of uh, packaging your content as a service and things like that
1: no but to be honest it's actually the, the other way around because i've seen like five or six projects that are work on the same basis as scrapbook but for other verticals so people seem to like it and just adapt it for for other niches which is cool
0: Awesome. I wonder if you're like, because you're giving away this wonderful database of ideas. Are you not afraid that it's going to get exported and shared?
1: No, not really. People (laughs) are um, sharing it, you know, by word of mouth and people are purchasing it still from my site, So I don't worry about it.
0: So let's talk about the ideas, the actual list of ideas that you've been collecting. You classified them according to the pirate metrics. So what's the thinking behind that?
1: So this is the most commonly used way to uh, think about the the marketing funnel. So there's five steps. There's acquisition, activation, retention, referral, and revenue. So this pirate metrics framework done by Dave McClure. Which is pretty old now, but it's very well understood. And that's why I decided to use it to classify the tactics inside Scrapbook.
0: So, in your database, do you have any clear leaders? Like, for example, I might imagine that acquisition ideas are most prolific, like in number. (laughs) Or is there another clear winner?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Most of the tactics are about acquisition and this is also because i've been mostly focused on acquisition in my uh, job so that's what i needed the most but i'm also adding more and more retention and activation tactics especially that i'm now focused on it in my job right now
0: i'd love you to give let's say top three favorite tactics for each of the stages do you have favorites like that
1: not really to be honest but i can give you some of the most interesting ones that i've been exploring lately so they've mostly for acquisition and one of them is using intent data for getting very high quality uh, b2b leads so intent data is all the signals of the internet that users show that they're interested in some given product so this might be for example companies launching a new product websites that are getting new software installed on the website or uh, on the other side uh, websites that are dropping some software which may be an opportunity for other software providers to to replace them, and there's a couple of companies that provide this intent data, um, which you can use and reach out to them. So this is one of the most interesting one for me recently.
0: Could you give us an example of such companies uh, that can provide such data? Maybe built with uh, if my guess is right uh, some others
1: built with would provide you with the technology that companies are using right now but don't mm-hmm. tell you the changes as far as i'm mm-hmm. concerned so one of these intent data providers is predict leads others are bombora and there's also a couple of others that are very expensive so predict leads is is very cool it's very customizable in terms of the data you can get and it's also the most affordable as far as i know
0: that's awesome because you can do a lot of marketing but it really gets most interesting when you get down to that purchase intent moments that you described so what were the methods what do you do with the leads that are indicated as having high purchase intent
1: so this is you know the the part of the leads that your sales team would be very interested in getting. So let's say you're working at Hotjar and are looking for uh, for new leads, and you see that you get a list of couple of well let's say couple hundred companies that recently dropped another screen recording software. So this might indicate that they're not really satisfied with it. So if you are a says there person, that would be a um, big opportunity to reach out.
0: Sorry for the interruption, so please keep going.
1: <laughs> yeah, so th- this was one of the real-life examples of how you could use this. Mm-hmm. So depending on the product uh, you have, you would be looking for different intent signals.
0: Please keep going with the original list of your recently interesting ideas, because I think we drilled into uh, one of them.
1: <laughs> yeah. So another one that I really like is creating alternative to competitor pages. So let's say you're again, a jar and okay, maybe another example, if you're some less popular tool and don't have so, so much brand recognition. And you're looking to tap into some bigger tools uh, brand. So you would be wanting to create pages that are comparing your tool to the more popular one, and either ranking your pages organically or building on these competitor terms with search ads. Then you know the user searching for these phrases land on your page where you compare yourself to the competition. You say where your product is actually better. And you're getting very high-quality, high-intent traffic that that converts real well.
0: I love this. We're actually in the middle of implementing that at UserList as well. This is like super high-intent SEO, right? (laughs) Basically.
1: Exactly. And some people say that it's unethical to do this. And I disagree. Because as long as you don't disrespect your competitor in your page copy, I think that's perfectly fine so there's of course many examples where you know people go too far and 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 this their competition which which then is unethical Uh, but otherwise i think it's perfectly fine and the traffic is super high quality
0: awesome any other hot ideas
1: yeah so one let's say take one for retention that is neglected by many companies. So you can recover failed payments inside your app using automated messages. So there's software like ProfitWell or Bear Metrics, which allow you to send these automated messages anytime your customer's credit card payment doesn't go through. And as most credit cards expire every two or three years. This means that about, I think, that's like 3 or 5% of all your customers' credit cards will expire every month, which uh, if you think...
0: Which is, which is scary.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's really scary and it's so easy to, to prevent. So using this, this software, you can do this automatically.
0: I would also say churnbuster is among the most popular ones uh, to, the, to add to your
1: great list of tools. <laughs> okay, haven't heard about this, but I will check it out.
0: It's, it's fairly large. It was built by one of our friends, uh, Andrew Culver, and then acquired by another great team. So listeners, welcome to check them out. Yeah, that's so neglected. It's like literally money on the table. Do you have a framework for prioritizing and maybe executing on, on those ideas?
1: Yeah, so personally, in my daily role, I use the ICE framework, which is fairly simple. Um, so you just prioritize mostly on the impact, confidence, and ease of implementing a given tactics. Um, you add these score, so you score uh, each of these ICE uh, parts uh, from 1 to 10. And based on the score, you just sort the tactics. And then, you know, which of them uh, would give you uh, the most impact uh, based on how much resources you have to put to actually implement it.
0: I wonder if you at your daytime job, do you have a huge backlog of ideas or do you prefer to kind of keep your ideas inside scrapbook and only have a few items that are like in the very short term? Like what's your, uh, what does your marketing planning look like when you're a hands-on marketer yourself?
1: Yeah. So the backlog is actually too big and it's getting messy. (laughs) So that's definitely a problem. But in my opinion, it's, definitely worth sharing every idea you have with the team because you may come up with something that sounds good and someone else from our team comes up with some other addition to your idea which makes this tactic or you know strategy very good or, or great because you haven't thought about something they thought. So I always like to share any idea I have with the team and put it into the backlog and that yeah, the result is that it grows huge so it's important to keep it you know keep it organized and prioritized.
0: You mentioned that you're big on tools so do you use anything special to keep track of those? For example, in our case we do use Notion a lot for internal documentation like this. How about yourself?
1: So, I'm a heavy user of Product Hunt and Beatlist. So I'm getting <laughs> these notifications about the new tools every day. So anytime I find something interesting, I try it because you know there's so I signed up to like hundreds of different tools every every month. Oh wow. yeah, because you may always find something interesting. And even if you don't like the tool, you don't find it useful um, in your work. you can find an interesting product experience that, then you add to your scrapbook if you have one so this is the, the good side and yeah i just store them in my chrome bookmarks which also the folder is very big however i try to organize them in, into like sub uh, subtopics so that i can keep track of them and i can find them easily when i need them
0: wow that's that's super impressive it could also be a great practice for any product person out there really to sort of get some onboarding insights uh, from so many tools were there any interesting tools out there in product hunt for example that impressed you greatly
1: there's always something there's just <laughs> too too many of these tools to to give you any specific examples
0: well, I'm almost envious for uh, for how many insights you get from this. <laughs> yeah.
1: And there's if you don't want to actually sign up to all these products, there's a cool site. I think it's called PageFlows, which allows you to see all the product experiences of different uh, products without having to sign up to each of them.
0: Thanks for the idea. We're going to link to that in the show notes for sure. How about tracking how effective those ideas are? Do you collect feedback from your buyers, idea buyers, on what they exacted on and if that works?
1: I try to collect as much feedback about the product itself. So I message personally everyone who, who purchases Scrabble, but I don't keep track of how it works out for them uh, if they try out the, uh, the tactics. I do get feedback uh, when I add a new tactic, to scrapbook, and people get excited about learning something new, some new approach that they haven't heard of before.
0: What's your overall feeling of the industry because it feels like especially with 2020 events that marketing has gotten really hard and maybe you have a feeling of what's really effective, uh, what's working these days?
1: That's a good question. I think being honest in in your messaging in what you actually promise to your users and what you actually deliver this will always work and i think it's it's the way to go for for everyone
0: in our pre-recording chat you mentioned that what you sell at scrapbook is tactics and they won't work unless you have a bigger strategy so i'd love to hear your advice on building one maybe good examples of companies that have a good strategy
1: yeah so just as a common mistake uh, that you see basically everywhere where people are looking for you know short-term solutions or, or hacks and yeah, I hate this phrase really uh, you know <laughs> like people asking for a growth hack so I can you know grow like Dropbox or Airbnb and this will never work if you think about the next month or so, so you just have to figure out the, the long-term strategy, how your product grows, and uh, what channels are made for your product to grow. And based on this, you have to go deeper and figure out the tactics that you will use to, to grow in the long term. But if you're just looking for growth hacks, it's not the way to go.
0: My favorite saying is by Heaton Shah. And he basically said, if something seems too easy, it's probably not true. So, <laughs> like, and that's exactly what you're saying too. Uh, I wonder if you had limited budget, but long time, or vice versa, if you had large budget budget, but limited time, what would be your top go-to strategies in terms of marketing these days? Of course, we can take like an abstract B2B SaaS product in vacuum which doesn't exist but maybe still some recommendations
1: definitely doing all the things that don't scale so first of all personal approach to all the steps of product experience starting from acquiring users you know being helpful on the internet then in your onboarding doing everything also personally showing the the tool Your users, so that they can get the most value out of it and understanding it as much as possible, and you know, doing it, doing everything you can to for them to get the most value out of it so that they stay with you and you know, keep getting value of your product. So, I'd say personalizing the experience and doing things that don't scale.
0: Is it for the track when you have very long time or? And little money—is it the non-scale things?
1: <laughs> yeah, when you when you don't have the money, this is definitely the highest ROI thing you can do, I guess.
0: How about vice versa? What do you have like tons of cash to burn in little time?
1: I'm not a fan of such situations, <laughs> you know, where you where you don't think about the ROI of what you do. So definitely, if you have cash, then spending it on ads would bring you the most impact in the shortest time but i wouldn't like to go this route
0: you mentioned before that there is a role that's called growth designers and such people comprise a certain part of your customer base at scrapbook so could you give us an insight on what what that profession is around about
1: yes yeah, so maybe i'm not the best person to describe the the job role but from what i understand from what i've seen and what some of my customers do just working closely with marketers and product people who are responsible for growth and designing high converting product experiences so this is i guess what distinguishes them from regular designers whose main goal is to make things pretty
0: there is such thing as engineering as marketing when you like build little tools or something that can help you promote your main tool. Is there such thing as design as marketing?
1: Hmm. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I won't answer your question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I do have plenty of engineering as yes, marketing uh, tactic ideas in this crowd window.
0: Are there any of your favorite ones?
1: I like this approach in general Um, so yeah there's some of the interesting ones are and also easy to implement are creating a calculator so you can show people for example how much roi they will get from your product or something like showing people how your product will look when implemented on their website so for example I guess Drift had this, where you could get this experience of embedding their uh, live chat to on your website without uh, leaving Drift.com.
0: Yeah, that's one of the great examples. I'm also a fan of that, but with limited resources, sometimes it's hard to get engineers on your side uh, instead of working on the key product, uh, so it can be challenging as well.
1: That's right. That's right. Even with no-code tools. Uh, you would have to um, spend plenty of time on building such thing.
0: Even things like live demos, which are super powerful, even with them, it's still another thing that you have to maintain and think about when you update your product. So, yeah, anything like that can require resources. Well, to wrap up today's episode... If you had some advice for our listeners who get these tactics and bombarded with ideas on an everyday basis, how can they navigate their way and uh, keep their head cool <laughs> and make best use of the ideas that they see in Scrapbook or elsewhere online?
1: Yeah, so I definitely recommend to for to everyone to, to keep their own tactic ideas or page elements or ads that they've seen online that they like just anything that you think that you believe you can use in the future just keep it somewhere so I started with Evernote a couple of years back and of course it was a mess because it's not meant for for keeping ideas like this and then I started using Airtable and it turned out to be a perfect fit because you can not only describe and put screenshots into one place but you can also everything so searching through it is a breeze and it's so easy to find the exact tactic you're looking for so yeah just use our table and keep all your ideas there
0: well thanks for that great advice and thanks for sharing your insights today where can people find your work and yourself personally online
1: yeah so scrapbook is at getscrapbook.com and You can find me mostly on Twitter at Kasper Stadio.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again and hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot. It was a good time. Thanks.